Hey everybody, and welcome to Atomic Radio Hour. Episode 200... Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? It's me, Vince, your host, and I'm also here with... Uh, it's me, special guest Kyle. Hey, Kyle. I gotta turn you down on my headphones a tiny yeah, bit. Yeah, you just scared the crap out of me. Oh, I'm too loud? Well, usually you're, when you start, you're not loud. So I turn I'm you sorry. up, and then you're like... Hey, Kyle, you're back, and I've turned you down on my headphones. How you been, pal? What's going on? Nothing. Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, happy New Year. This happy is, New Year. should be the episode that comes out on uh, the either... Like the day before New Year's or around there. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We're here to do what we always yep. do. Wrap up the year. Send it off with a little letter. Say goodbye. Uh, just, you know, chilling, hanging out. How was your Christmas, Kyle? Pretty good. Yeah. My Christmas yeah? is, yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> what did you do for Christmas? I Christmas things. Yeah? What kind of Christmas yeah. things? Did you did you make Christmas things? Did you eat Christmas things? Yeah. Carl, what's your favorite Christmas movie? The Grinch. Which one? Jim Carrey. Why? Because it's just amazing. The music's okay. amazing. Jim Carrey's amazing. I think my favorite Christmas movie is The Thing. <laughs> it's it's the first day of uh, the first day of winter is December twenty first, and in that Kurt Russell says that it is the first week of winter, meaning it is anywhere from December twenty first to December twenty uh, eighth. I that mean, is they, a Christmas movie. They did have a gift to unpack. They, yes, yes, Kyle. Uh, I have a list of things because I'm recording these out of order. Yeah. Um, so there's some things that I have talked that I'd like to talk to you about that we haven't even spoken to. We haven't re even really spoken about. Have you watched this trailer for GTA Six, my friend? Yeah. At this point, it's kind of old news. But what do you think? I haven't talked to you about this yet. I mean, it looks like GTA. Yeah. Uh, I never played Vice City, so I can't really have a like. Oh my god. Yeah, that's. I played Vice City like vicariously yeah um, i don't know about you my parents have told me growing up i never played the games i always watched people play them i have them on ps2 i have the cases but i don't have the this so no, I, mean, I don't know. i don't even mean gti i mean like games in general oh so like i remember going to my my friend alex that used to live next to you yeah going to his house all the time and playing watching him maybe even myself playing it but at least watching him play vice city and just i have no i have no nostalgia for for vice city like it's mm -hmm. cool uh i think the only nostalgia i have is i would listen to the people what they would say as you walk down the street and the one guy would say you got change for a dollar come sit on my knee and i don't even know if that's vice city or if it's san andreas i don't know but uh the game i don't think the game is going to look anything like it does in that trailer like that trailer is. Well, it's only next gen only, so. Yeah, but like the the only thing that I think is really going to show up is the weather. Because like you can. I think see it's going to look like what it looks like in the trailer. Really. Yeah. I'd be very surprised. I'm excited to see it. I'm also uh, really excited to see to play a GTA game as a woman. I can't wait to see people say that she's ugly, and uh, Rockstar is now a woke company for for using a woman you know, half of the population. And if Rockstar has proven anything in these past 10 years of one game and no DLC, they're trying to appeal to whoever's going to give them the most money. And if mm -hmm. women are half the population, I just hope this game has a good story. Not like GTA five. I've been playing GTA, not to spoil anything, but I've been playing a lot of GTA four lately. And GTA four is a masterpiece of a game. It's yeah. so well made. It's so well done. The story is good. 
Nico Bellic is the best Grand Theft Auto protagonist. By far. I don't know. Anything sure. else, any 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 other fun stuff happen, Kyle? Like what? Like I don't know, like game stuff, movie stuff, TV show uh, stuff. Well, I know you went to go see a movie. Yes, I was going to go talk about that. Um Oh. I was going to talk about that when I record the next episode after this. Right. Cuz we're gonna, we're cause... we're Christmas. It's been It's it's Christmas. Ho ho yeah. ho. Uh <laughs> I don't even. We're not recording this. Like, no, no, no. this isn't. I mean, I saw Godzilla minus one. GTA already came out. GTA six already came yeah, out. GTA, they're working on GTA seven as we speak. You get to play as yeah. the Sasquatch that yeah. was in San Andreas. Yeah. Uh, I just sent you a thing about a Wu Tang Clan RPG coming from Xbox. Really? Yeah. No way. What? Give me the give me the cliff notes, spark notes. What? New happened? details on Project Shaolin action RPG by Xbox and Wu Tang Clan. The Yo. game is a third person melee-oriented RPG complete with four-player co-op with all nine members of the group as playables. Uh, the gameplay revolves around fast-paced melee combat in third person with strong focus on having both music and combat intertwined. Players can choose from four different weapons that have different styles and unique playstyles. Wu-Tang members with the game soundtrack and would feature the likes of loot, weapons, and gear from defeated enemy enemies. The game focuses on a social area called the neighborhood and will center around characters with, from BIPOC and historical marginalized communities. Uh, animation style similar to Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. The overall visuals of the game is bright, colorful, anime-like in style. Are you recording? Yeah. Are you f kidding me? No. All nine members? Yeah. The Rizza, the yeah. Jizza, Old Dirty Bastard, Inspector Deck, Red Quantum Chef? I guess you so. got the Ghostface Killer Method Man? All nine members are playable, it says. Okay, ODB died in like, I want to say 2002. I think. His birthday and his death day are right next to each other, and in between that is my birthday. I... I and this is by Xbox? That means there's going to be an yeah, Xbox uh... Wu-Tang controller. Kyle, I'm going to buy the Xbox Wu-Tang controller. Yeah. Damn, Kyle, you just made Christmas better. It's a Christmas miracle. Everybody say, I thank didn't... you, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. Damn, Kyle. What a special what a special time of year it is. I can't believe a Wu-Tang game. Yeah. I can't believe a Wu-Tang game. Cool. Is that everything? Uh, yeah, I mean, other than like Fortnite, I guess. Fortnite, Fortnite, Fortnite Battle Pass. Peter Griffin. Peter Griffin. I talked about Peter last episode, I think. Oh, did you? They're putting. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to keep this in, but they're putting Billie Eilish in the weekend in Fortnite. It, they're putting a lot of music in for the Guitar Hero mode. I say, when? Yeah, well, I mean, I think Lego came out today. Maybe tomorrow. I, I haven't know, played in a couple days. I haven't had a chance. All right, Kyle. Yeah. I got some lore to talk about. We got to get into that. But before I can do that, 
we got to talk about the Patreon. Because of the Patreon, the show continues to grow and become bigger and better. And there's a couple of people that I have to thank. If you like the show in any capacity, I mean any capacity at all, consider checking out consider checking out the Patreon. Because even at a dollar, when I do the weekly lore, your voice is heard. And right now, at the $10 tier, the Film Live for Studio Audience tier, we have a live studio audience. And this is one of those times where you get a little bit of a bonus. Kyle and I are recording these ep- a few episodes in advance because of the holidays. Because of that, Captain Lennox, who's part of the live studio audience, gets to be a part of two episodes in one night. One of them I kind of hinted at, but didn't say, hey, this is definitely happening. They get to show up and be part of it. So right away, I'd like to give a, a special shout out to Captain Lennox. Hello, Cap. Thank you for being here. But there are some people that I'll start listing in just a moment. Their name should be here that contribute to the show weekly. And I'd like to thank them. Starting at the top, I have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, I have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, I have to thank Marcus. Thank you to Marcus. After Marcus, I have to thank Mellow Millhouse. Thank you, Mellow Millhouse. And last but certainly not least, the man who is in the audience right now, a part of the show, a part of the live studio audience, Captain Lennox. Thank you to Captain Lennox. Because of you guys, the show continues to grow and get bigger and stronger, and I get to do fun stuff like this. And uh, Kyle and I sat here for like 40 minutes trying to troubleshoot something, and it didn't work. And now, I can't get OBS to pick up a YouTube video, and it's driving me insane, and I'm just trying to put on a happy face through the whole thing. Thank you to the Patreon. I love you guys very much. Thank you for your, your love and support. Now on to this week's lore. And now for the meat and potatoes of every Atomic Radio Hour episode, the lore. The lore coming from Fallout. Usually what I do is I'll go ahead and I'll ask a question in the Discord, but this week, because of things being kind of all jumbled and all over the place and recording things ahead of time for them to come out later, uh, this time I didn't ask a question. So this time what I did is I put a little trick little one, two. So what I did this week is I just took what was once an old lore poll and the loser of that lore poll became this week's lore. If you'd like to hear any lore, and I mean any lore whatsoever from the Fallout series, consider checking out the Patreon. We offer uh, a bunch of tiers from the $1 tier to the $10 tier. And even at the $1 tier, your voice is heard weekly when I ask a question in the form of a poll on the Patreon. And even at the $1 tier, like I said, your voice is heard. Whoever wins that poll is this week's lore and usually i'll take whatever patreon says for the lore but like i said this week i had to flip a couple things around and here we are so this week by way of patreon indirectly i am bringing you the lore on killian darkwater from the first fallout game now killian darkwater is a very interesting character to me because he's one of the first npcs that you meet outside of eridesh tandy seth the the group from Shady Sands, but he's someone who establishes that there is still sort of an economy, some sort of a thriving world outside of just this little settlement that has scorpions and agriculture. This is someone who owns a piece of the wasteland in a very different way than just a homestead. So in the year of 2161, he is the grandson of the original founder of Junktown, meaning he is the third generation owner, operator, and mayor of the town. He performs all three duties. His grandfather started Junktown and was a pre-war soldier. He actually, you can loot him uh, if you kill him or if he dies, and he wears his grandfather's dog. It's presumably his grandfather's dog tags that are a hundred years old if close to a hundred years old 
No, probably over 100 years old because he would have got them pre-war. So let's just say 100 years old. The Fallout official survival guide says, this is a direct quote, Killian is mayor of Junktown and owner of the general store. He is also the head of the local guard force and a thorn in the side of Gizmo. Who would like to see Killian eliminated? He is tough and strong, a decent man who hates bullies. Though not a violent man, he will fight to the death to protect his self, his town, and knowing that Gizmo is trying to kill him, he always keeps two guards outside of his store. Now that, like I said, is from the uh, Fallout official survival guide for the first game, and I get all of my lore, all of these little snippets, off of the Fallout wiki, fallout.fandom.com. In Killian's younger days, he was a car- he, he worked with caravans. He was a caravan runner. He was a guard. One of the caravan drivers can say to you if you pass by or get dropped off at Junktown, Oh, and stop by Killian and tell him I said hi for me. Man, the times you used to have on those caravans. He's well respected in his town, but he's known for being kind of a hard ass. He's fair, but he's kind of a hard ass. And it's very much, if you do right by him, he'll do right by you. There's a set of rules, there's a set of, there's a code of ethics, and what have you. He doesn't tolerate any sort of shady activity and has a particular focus on Gizmo and his casino. Now, Gizmo's another character that I really, really like because he shows what the old world once was. He's gluttonous, he's fat, he snorts and spits when he talks, and he's very much about making a dollar. Killian portrays himself as someone who wants to make people prosperous and have people flourish, but he kind of wants people to act the way he wants them to act in his town. Gizmo believes that Killian is the reason that Junktown is no longer as prosperous as it once was, and thinks that if Gizmo was in charge, he could run the town a lot differently. A quote here from Gizmo, all right, here's the deal. Junktown ain't what it used to be. The only reason it's still here is because of my gambling establishment. Even so, Killian's been breathing down my neck and it's starting and I'm starting to take it personal. So Killian wants things a certain way, and one of the original endings for the game was to be that if you sided with Killian, he would be in charge and the town would continue in the way Junktown would continue in the way that it was going, but it would slowly collapse because it would become a tyrannical state. It would be in a tyrannical state. It would be just one man who wants things one way. And if you would have sided with Gizmo, Killian would have died. But the town would have became a prosperous trading hub. Have its own economy. It could be on par with something like the hub. It could be a rival to the hub. And we don't get that ending. Uh, it was It was phased out. Killian was also modeled after his voice actor, Richard Dean Anderson, who played MacGyver. Killian's an interesting character. I think Killian is a character that a lot of modern-day Fallout fans should know about. I don't think they do. I think a lot of the only the only real connection modern Fallout fans have to that is the tales of a Junktown jerky vendor books that you can pick up in Fallout 3. I believe you can get a Junktown book type thing in Fallout 4, but he's... An example of the human spirit continuously existing, continuously surviving, continuously moving forward. And I like Killian a lot. I like that there's kind of a backwards, tyrannical sense to him. And I like how Gizmo is just a giant man who wants things his way. I hope you guys enjoyed that because that is this week's lore. Hey, Kyle. Hey. Hey, buddy. Was that a great lore segment? 
Yeah. Wasn't that Pretty definitely good. wasn't that definitely filmed when I did everything uh, else? Such good lore, you know, meaty. Meaty lore? You like a nice yeah. big meaty lore? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. You know, meaty lore was my uh, nickname in high school. <clears throat> was it? Yeah. You were there. You were there with me. Yeah. You can confirm, right? I can confirm. What other nicknames did I have in high school, Kyle? Many, so many. You, you want to name a couple of them off? Uh, no, too many to name. You couldn't even think of one. You can't nope. remember one. You can't. Nope. Think... Okay, Kyle. Every year we come together and we talk about the five, our five favorite TV movies, TV shows, and movies. I almost said TV movie shows, and our top five games. Uh, we've been doing this for. I think this is like the third or fourth year we're doing this. I didn't think to look that up. Sorry, but I have my list here. It's actually on the floor. Let me get it. I've got it. I have mine here. Do you have yours in front of you, sir? I do. Cool. Let's start at the bottom of five with TV and movies and then go from there. If you'd like to start us off, my good man. Uh, what I have for... Number five. Start us at the, the bottom TV of, movies? T- of TV movies and then we'll go on to games. Okay. Okay. Uh, so I haven't watched a lot of TVs and movies this year. Me um, too. This was kind of hard. I haven't. Uh, but like the ongoing show that I've been watching, it's going to have to be Critical Girl. Okay. Been getting good. Really? Been pretty good. Yeah. Good pretty stuff. much it. Do you have nothing else you want to say about it other than you just, you've yeah. just been watching it? It's going down. Shit's going down. It's just shit's going down? Yeah. Not shit's quality. like just Some shit. Some shit. Yeah. Which direction should shit flow in, Kyle? Down the down the toilet. That's what I'm saying. Is that all you have to say about your number five is Critical Role? Yeah. Okay, cool. Self-explanatory. Um, you are going to see... Well, Kyle, it's self-explanatory if you're a fan. What if you're not a fan? Well, down, down the toilet you go. <laughs> uh, you're going to see a theme in mine. Oh, I, I, got okay. done, I got done and uh, writing mine, and I was like, oh, I know who I am as a person. So... Number five is something I've, I've kind of always wanted to get into. It's kind of in the space, the realm of something, of stuff that I'm really, really into. And there's this place. Kyle, if you ever come out here, I would like to show you this place. It's, it's, uh, it's got a couple different names, but it's like a Midwestern thing out here that it's you people come it's kind of like a GameStop, but not just games it's games movies comic books figures toys it's like i know you'd walk in there and spend the day in there and have no money like it's just that kind like you know that store by the mall that you have yeah it's a lot like that and i went in there and i want to say this was some big sale they had at the beginning of the year um i found a blu-ray of ultraman on from like the original 60s, 70s Japanese TV Ultraman. And it's incredibly hard to follow. I haven't watched every episode. I'll be completely honest with you. It's 20-something episodes, 40-something episodes. I think it's 40-something episodes. I've watched maybe about five or ten of them. It is a trip. I have no clue what's going on. I'm trying to follow the subtitles. It's part of another series called like Ultra Q and the first part of Ultra Q was like a detective show and then season two of Ultra Q comes out and it's a giant monster show like monster of the week people in suits fighting and beating each other up and because it's Blu-ray all of the film is enhanced so like I can see the zipper on the back of Ultraman's suit it's 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 so like 
it's schlocky and it's my type of schlock and i just wanted to give my number five spot to ultraman or ultra q season two it's incredibly hard to follow but kyle please hit us with your number four in uh tv movie yeah in tv movies we'll go do we'll do games separately all righty my number four uh my number four is the D movie really yeah that was a great movie uh, it was a pretty good D and D movie. Like it felt like watching a uh, playing in a campaign. Really? Yeah. How do they do dice? I still haven't seen it. How do they like handle dice rolls? It's just script. What? I, just, I don't know. It's just uh, like an adventure. Like, did it feel like you're watching someone roll dice? It felt like you were watching the story of the people that rolled the dice, really? like play out. Did they stop every two hours for a cigarette and pizza? No. Do they shop for two and a half hours? Nope. I don't know if that's authentic. <laughs> what would you rate it? Like out know, of ten? Probably nine out of ten. Okay. Is that all you wanted to say? Really? What? About your number four Yeah, pick? I mean, go, go see it. Go see it. It's a good movie. Yeah, but, like, what was your favorite scene? Uh... My favorite scene, ooh. I mean, Speak With the Dead was pretty funny. Okay. So that was like, because you only have a certain amount of questions, and they keep messing it up, so they keep speaking <laughs> with the dead. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's an owl bear. There's an owl bear. Yeah. Damn. You know, I love me an owl bear. That's like the first like mythic, cryptic creature I ever threw in a campaign. Is that all you got to say? Yeah. 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 For my number four pick, again, keeping with the theme here, uh, a movie that I, I'm surprised I've never seen, but a movie that uh, has Samuel L. Jackson in it, and that is Barbie. Ca- no, is he in that? I don't know. It's just, I, did you I see thought Barbie? you were keeping one theme, and you're going to say Barbie or something. No, did you see Barbie though? I did not know. Barbie's fun. Yeah. I don't like the way it like. Not that I don't like the way it ends. I don't like the line it ends on because it doesn't make sense, but. Uh, number four for me is Kong Skull Island. Huh. I I watch it because, again, I went to that place where I got the Ultraman DVD, the Blu-rays, whatever. I went there, saw it on Blu-ray, and realized, oh, I, I'm missing Kong Skull Island, and I'm missing Kong vs. Godzilla for the uh, all of the movies in the Legendary Pictures Monsterverse thing that they're doing now. Uh, so I still have to get Kong vs. Godzilla, but... It's it's a big monkey jumping around punching things and like Kyle, I I, th- I know you sent it to me I don't know if you watched it the new Kong vs the Kong X Godzilla right. movie that's coming out next year, yeah. um like I'm probably gonna he talk has, about this somewhere what oh uh, no he, he has gauntlet yeah yeah he's got like a Thanos glove in it uh but like Thanos what I say Thanos it's not Thanos <laughs> what is it Thanos Thanos, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah. Take the glove. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make that joke. You know where I was going. I'm not gonna make it. No, uh that that trailer came out and just I'm happy that I'm caught up with Kong. Kong vs. Godzilla is great. I actually watched Kong vs. Godzilla with you, like live mm-hmm. when it first came out. I haven't seen it since, but I really, really enjoyed it. 
Samuel Jackson does what he does best and he plays a motherfucking movie and is just a piece of shit the whole time. And I think that's like where he works the best in a film. Yeah. It's also aggressive and he's doing things because he's told like he's just he's the best part of the movie in my opinion loki's fine uh captain marvel is fine i don't like her in films because she always looks bored yeah i just i'm not a fan of brie larson because she always looks so bored in every movie she's in because just doesn't seem like she wants to be there but like i like john c john c riley's the best character in that movie I love Kong Skull Island. It's it's a romp. It's a giant monster movie. People are just... I got to watch a giant monkey punch a giant lizard thing in the mouth a couple of times. And Kyle, I hate CG, but when it's goofy like that, I give it the pass. <laughs> All right. What's All your right. number three, my friend? My number three, Last of Us. Really? Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about why, friend? Because uh, it was pretty good. And I think they confirmed that next season is next year? Season 2 comes out next year? Oh, I thought it was coming out to 25. Or maybe it was 25. It's soon. What's your favorite scene from the entire run? Boy, uh... Probably the, the bloater. Really? Yeah. Wasn't Ellie's doofy-ass horse? Oh, that's right. I forgot about the horse. No, the bloater's a good scene. Um, we might be seeing that come up a second time later on, Kyle. Winkety, winkety, nudgety, nudge. Is that all you want to say about The Last of Us? Yeah, I mean, go watch uh, The Three of Us, and you, you know, you'll know. Uh, there, there's. Shameless I'll, I'll link it. I'll link it somewhere in case you're in case you're curious. Yeah. I don't know if I can. If I'll put. I could probably put a card. I'll put a card here. It's up here. Check it out. Spinning, it was three spinning fans. and then there it goes. Uh, what happened? It, what happened, Kyle? What? What? It, it came in and it, there's there there's oh. the link. It's spinning. I'm, I'm only judging. Oh, I, I thought I thought it got away again. I'm just you know I've been on edge lately. Things leave. Yeah. Um, my number three for my top five TV and movies, Mad Max Fury Road. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Figures. Yeah. If uh, if. If this comes out in the order, I think it is coming out in or has come out in. Kyle and I recently just reviewed it. So I won't bother you with everything I loved about it. But I loved this movie so much. Just, it's it's a, it's such a good time. It's Things are constantly happening. The bad guy is a bad guy and he's just a bad guy. Like he has other motives and he has other reasons for being bad. And it, it just feels... I feel like we've gotten so far away from what cinema felt like. And we're now at this point where I've, I actually, when I was trying to troubleshoot everything before this started, I saw this thing that was saying, uh, there is a strong possibility that the newest Disney movie, the, the, I think it's called the wish or something, Kyle is like completely written by AI hmm. or something. And Mad Max Fury Road is the type of film that makes me question... I was saying this on the review. makes me question my creativity. It's the type of movie that makes me sit there and go, am I not a creative human because I didn't think or feel like I can't think of these things? It's a movie that, like, demands multiple watchings. And I also like the idea that Mad Max doesn't have sequels. It just has other stories in its universe. Right. And I very much like a female protagonist. Kyle, what's your number two pick? 
Number two is uh, Spider-Man Cross Spider-Verse. Really? Did that come out this year? Yeah. Oh my god, this year feels like it's been 59 years (laughs) long. I, I, in my little goodbye letter, I started writing about how, like, I started writing about how Roe v. Wade was overturned, and then I googled it, and that happened, like, early last year. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, it was just like, okay, cool, whatever. What about Spider-Verse, Kyle? Uh, great animation style, great story, just all-around fun. Love the characters. What's your favorite Spider-Man movie? My favorite Spider-Man movie? Yeah. Uh, probably Across the Spider-Verse. Or, really? uh Yeah. Over Toby? Yeah. I mean, I liked them as a kid, but then I stopped when I was like, oh, these are kind of goofy. That's what I like about them. The power of the sun in the palm of my hand. Now they're, like, canonical, so, you know, yeah. I don't mind them. Cool. That's all you want to say about that? Yeah. How my number two. What's that? No, I, I, how about you? What's your number two? My number two. Again, keeping up with the theme here. Is a movie that I never thought I'd... I'd a type of movie I never thought I'd ever get to see in a theater. Uh, if you've kept up with this theme so far, a lot of it is apocalyptic. <laughs> a lot of it is giant monsters. My number two pick is Godzilla minus one. I loved seeing this movie. I I, I I never thought that I'd actually have the ability to see a Godzilla movie. A, excuse me. A Japanese Godzilla movie in the theater. Um, I cried like a bitch during this movie. And it wasn't me crying. It was six, seven, eight-year-old me who sat on the couch with his mom and his mom said, hey, I used to watch these goofy monster movies when I was your age on reruns on television. Come watch this with me. And I watched 1964's uh, Godzilla vs. The Thing for the first time, dubbed, seeing all the cheesy effects on a big old CRT TV. The Toho logo completely unabridged shows up in the first moments of the movie and i sat there and just happy tears because i never thought in my entire life i would ever get to see a japanese a a subtitled japanese godzilla movie if i myself was not already in japan there is a moment i'm big this is you know weird through line about everything i like always comes back to the apocalypse and and vaults there's that scene in mad max fury road where they just have people in a vault and i was like everything comes back to vaults the fallout games the some of the 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 best parts are the walkout moments as i call them when you leave 101 even when you leave uh vault 13 to an extent because of them being so old when jorceran's just like hey get out New Vegas is fine. Fallout 4s is pretty good. 76s is all right. I like the way that everything kind of sweeps over. There is a scene, not the first scene you see Godzilla, but the first time you see Godzilla attack. Kyle, you know that I'm not like a music guy. Like I'm not like the right. music is everything to me type type fella. Yeah. The scene where you see Godzilla on land, the way the music comes in and just attacks you is perfection. And this isn't a suit. It's a CGI monster. And it is perfection. You know that? You know that meme of like the dude from the boys being like, perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. 
every bit of it perfect that's how i feel about that scene that movie's also just phenomenal it, it's 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 a movie about ptsd and it's a movie about playing god like the original is but it puts its own twist. i minus one is fantastic i love minus one kyle yeah are you with me i'm with you are you recording i'm recording what is your number one pick my friend uh well my number one pick is doctor who is what doctor who doctor who again because it is back we got david's back oh dave's here donna's back who uh well no companion when david was still running um the story's amazing the good director is back in the series writing good stuff we got specials going on really it's gonna lead to the new doctor so the woman's not in it anymore nope good or bad uh i don't know uh she was good but it had bad writing mm. whoever was writing episodes weren't i don't know they changed a lot of stuff in lore wise mm. like you know trying new things but like they kind of just like i don't personally they changed a little bit too much they should bring back the fellow with the funny scarf uh, well, he's probably 90 years old at the moment. So. And? And? If... They need a black Doctor Who. Yeah, that's he... the new Doctor. Really? Yeah, it's the guy Who... from Sex Education. Kyle, I can't watch that. That doesn't sound very Christian. Um, I don't know what Sex Education is. I went to, I I went to public school. I forget how to say his name. Is it Adris Elba? No. Well, that's all the black actors I know. So Dave's back. I remember Dave was a big deal in high school. When mm-hmm. I was in high school. What was your favorite episode of the new season? Uh, well, it's not really a new season. It's like specials. Okay. What was your favorite um, special? So far, I've seen the first one. And it's been a blast, honestly. Like, the music. Just, like, connecting the story again to it all. And, like, mm-hmm. it's just it's just nostalgia and, like, making wrongs, right? Good stuff. It's good. It's good. That's your number one pick? Yeah, that's my number one pick. My number one pick for my favorite movie and or television program from 2023, we spoke about it a little bit just just a moment ago, is The Last of Us, the HBO Last of Us. Uh, Not even because I think it was a phenomenal piece of art. It's a story that I know and I hold near and dear to me, uh, but it was because I got to watch it and review it with Kyle and my brother. Uh, I tweeted out my because you remember they have the episode uh, what's the kid's name Sam and Henry and I I messaged my brother because I was calling him the the next day and I was like hey what did you think this and that and when I messaged him to to come on the show with us after that you can you can hear it in in the episode he asked if he could just come on the next rest of the episodes there's only nine episodes he shows up in like four or three or four and then he's just there for the rest of them My brother plays sports. I don't. (laughs) So it was cool that we had something to do together. I got to watch a show that was fantastic with two people who I love very much. And we both appreciate where it comes from. We both appreciate the story. We both know it. And it was more of just the experience of watching it than it was the story itself. The story itself. Like I said, I've seen it a million times. 
but it was the experience of getting to watch it, getting to experience it with people that matter to me. Right. And that's why it's my number one. Yeah. Pretty, Kyle, good. Let's talk, Pretty good. Let's talk about games. Yeah. What's your number five game, pal? Number five game, uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake. Really? Yep. How Good game, just... good What's remake. That? I never got to play RE4. You okay? Because um, of the controls. I'm not a big tank control person. Yeah, understandable. So it was good to like go through that. The only one I've ever played is Biohazard. You gotta play some of the remakes. I, I know. I want to. Because they're they're like a slow burn. Like like, I enjoy them by going through like like slow, like mm-hmm. walking slow. I don't mm-hmm. like to run. Yeah. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. After I just got done saying how much I love goofy shit. I don't think I could play them because they're so goofy. To like, an extent. I think I, the remakes kind of not do that as much. Mm-hmm. I want to try two. Because one I've tried a couple different times. on Because they've remade that game a ton. Yeah. Uh, it just doesn't mesh with me. The remakes. Because yeah. it's like the... I want to try the second one because it's more cinematic. What bothers me is I know they keep taking things out of them and I don't feel like I'm getting the full experience. That's what bothers me the most out of it. But other than that, I'm more than happy to try them. Seven Seven's one of my like top 15 games ever. And that mm-hmm. was a game that I tried on a whim. That I just watched some... I don't even remember the YouTuber that played it. My brother had it. And I was like, yo, I'm going to borrow this. He's like, yeah, take it. And I have it here. <laughs> But, no, I, I, I would like to try 4 because I know everybody talks about 4 the most. Anything else you'd like to say about 4? For 5? No. So, Kyle. Go right ahead. I am going to hate myself for saying this out loud. Um, two things, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. I didn't have a Minecraft phase this year, so I don't know if that means... Does that mean I was happy? <gasps> Gasp! Number five is Fortnite. Okay. Genuinely Fortnite, a game that I used to shit all over all the time. I really enjoy playing Fortnite. There is a there is a certain loneliness that Fortnite has that, like, all of the games that I like have a certain loneliness to them. And I just really, really enjoy how lonely Fortnite is. Uh, they put Peter Griffin in it. Uh, I bought the Eminem skin. I'm pretty whack. <laughs> I'll be the first person to tell you. I'm pretty whack. Right. But I enjoy it. It's something to play with friends. It's 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 a good time. Yeah. Kyle, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is... All right, so there's three for number four. Oh. And I'm considering them because they're like any games. Okay, okay. Um. So... I kind of played them right after each other on Xbox when I got the Game Pass. Yeah. So, Hypnospace Outlaw, Immortality, and Pentinence. Are they all part of a series? Nope. They're, They're just all completely all... different games. All right. Well, can you tell me a little bit about each one real quick? Yeah. So, Hypnospace Outlaw, you're basically like internet security police in like a 90s computer program. I remember you said internet. about this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty fun, interesting, crazy, wacky, music's bopping, you know, Granny's Hot? Cream Hot Butter Ice Cream. Hell yeah. You like creamy grannies? 
What's the other two? Uh, Immortality is another one that's like all footage that was filmed. It's all like live action footage mm-hmm. of three movies. And you go through each one and you can click on characters or objects that lead into different scenes. That you can kind of like figure out like what happened to this actress from all three of these movies. Yeah, you might like that one. Yeah, I like both of these so far. Yeah. Um, and then Penance, uh, I gotta see what year that is. Certain time period. Uh, a narrative adventure role-playing video game played it from a 2D perspective. The player takes control of, of Andres Mahler, a journeyman artist from Nuremberg, who becomes embroidered in a series of murder mysteries in Number Bavaria. But it has, like, a really cool, like, old, like, old like christian like art style like 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 how like all like the bibles and like had that and like old novels from like medieval times had like that art style what the way you're describing this reminds me of like a world war ii blasphemous do you ever play blasphemous you ever see blasphemous yeah i really want to try i'll send you a photo so you can understand like what it looks like is that all for your four? Yeah, but uh, so this game had a really cool thing where it's like, depending on their education levels of mm-hmm. characters, their speech bubbles will be written in different texts. So if they Yo. have like dumb handwriting, like they're not knowledgeable, their handwriting in the speech bubble will be really bad. But if they're like a printing type person, it will all be pressed and printed. I love that. I love that. I love yeah. little stuff like that. That's if they're a holy person, then it's like written in calligraphy and all that. See, I thought you're talking about like English medieval times. I was thinking like Catholicism. Right. I There's but, a lot to it, that game. Cool. That deal with all that. But yeah, that's my number four spot, these three. They're small little indie things that I played. So... Kyle's got a top eight. No, I'm fucking with you. <laughs> uh, my my number four for games is Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. I, I I have really nothing to say about it other than I played a ton of Ultimate this year, like a lot, uh, hmm. to the point where I didn't even realize how much I was playing. That it was just like, hey, let's have some people over. Okay, people are here. You guys want to play Smash? Like it was just like right. My weekend Waffle House runs were not complete until I came back and played Smash. Everybody talked about Smash. You know what it is. Even someone who doesn't play video games nine times out of ten knows what Super Smash Brothers is. So right. I'm just going to leave it at that. I, my number four is Smash. Kyle, you're three, sir. My number three is Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Really? Yeah. Please Fantastic tell. game. Fantastic game. So much more better than Breath of the Wild in every really? aspect. Yeah. Wow. Story is amazing combat just it just felt so much better i love that game music was great what's your favorite moment doesn't have to be a story moment just a moment that you experienced like what's your favorite part what's your favorite Mm. thing like what's the story that someone goes why do you love that game what are you gonna tell them it has to be the dragons there's dragons there was dragons in the breath of the wild was there yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I played that game enough. 
in Breath of the Wild. I really wanted to try Tears of the Kingdom. I really wanted Pikmin 4 to be on my list, but I wasn't shelling out 60 bucks for a game that I might <laughs> like. Right. Yeah, that's fine. My number three, Kyle. I think this is gonna this is gonna surprise. You. I think it's gonna surprise a lot of people. Starfield. Okay. I really like Starfield. I really, really, really like Starfield. I maybe put thirty hours into it. I didn't get very far into Starfield. I started doing the main quest line. I started doing some stuff, and then I would leave and come back and leave and come back. Um. I don't want to spoil anything, but I've seen some spoilers and it kind of deterred me from playing because I wanted to figure those things out on my own. Right. I just um, saw a spoiler today about it. Did you see the thing I tweeted? No. I won't say anything because Cap's here. I won't say anything because Cap's here. Oh, okay. Um, true, but true, there, true. There, was, there, was, there was a few things that I saw that were really cool that I would have liked to experience myself firsthand. It's a game that is supposed to be played over and over and over again. And I was you know how hyped I was for this game, and I don't get hyped up for stuff. A Bethesda game release, like a game studio's game release, is a very big deal. It's it's almost like a rock star at this point. We're gonna see you next decade. We're gonna see you in six to eight years, ten years, eleven years, twelve years. We're gonna see you in an amount of time. And I I I I don't I recorded me going to the midnight release for this because I wanted to keep midnight releases special for me. Like right. I wanted them to be something that I would always remember because next generation we're probably not going to have them. We probably won't have them by the end of this gen. And I just your childhood dying has nothing it's it's not a it's not a bad thing. Time changes. Things become different. If you love something, you shouldn't be upset that it's gone. You should be upset that you got to experience it. And that's kind of the themes that I was getting from Starfield. And I feel like there's also this like meta-contextual thing that I emplaced upon Starfield that... I feel like those who love... I, I have a feeling, like this is genuine, I have a feeling that Starfield is going to be a lot like The Last of Us Part 2, where like five, six years from now, you're going to hear people sing its praises. It's not mm -hmm. a Skyrim, it's not a Fallout, but it was never trying to be that. Right. And it's a, it's a very, very special game. Yeah. And I just feel like I didn't get to really delve into it before some things were ruined for me, but I really, really enjoyed it, and I have a hard copy of it, so I could always go back later and try it. I can pick up where I left off. I could start. A, I probably won't start a whole new game because that's just a time sink. But my number three is Starfield. Kyle, if you could please hit us with your number two. My number two is Alan Wake 2. Oh, how did I not see that coming? Please regale us with a tale of Alan. Yeah. And his incredible, ways. incredible game. Um, so much more better than the other. Just connecting <laughs> everything together. Yeah. Really? I know Alan Wake 1 is one of your top fives. Is it now not one of your top fives because of this one? Was that always my top five? I know Alan Wake was like one of your top five games. I think I have a lot of games for top five games. Really? Yeah. What are your top five games? I don't even remember. It's everything. It's Assassin's Creed Kingdom Hearts and number one and everything else is top and, and number two. I see. What about Alan Wake 2 made you cream your jeans there, bucko? Just the story and, like, the gameplay and, like, the horror aspect. 
Yeah, I really should play it because I know how you much should. you you love it. I want to play the first one, then I want to play the second one. I should. I don't know why I don't. To be completely honest. Anything else you'd like to say about it? No, don't want to spoil it. So go play. That's it. Valid point. My number two, Kyle. I want to take you back to the year of two thousand and seven. What were you doing in 2007? Uh, I don't know. Playing a game, maybe. You couldn't even make up a story? I'd... You couldn't have been like, Neo there Vietnam. I was strangling a hooker. <laughs> Where were you? Neo Vietnam? Yeah. All right. 2007. Uh, we've talked about it quite a bit on this program. I very much enjoy the Grand Theft Auto games. I have since I was a very, very young man. Uh, San Andreas for a long time I thought was the best one and then my friend our friend your friend and mine uh, Alex we decided that because uh, I, I didn't even talk about it on the show I came home for a weekend a few weeks back and I picked up a couple of my 360 games I've been playing through GTA 4 it's the best Grand Theft Auto it's got the best story it's got I've said it I said it earlier it's got the best story it's got the best uh, protagonist it's the best Grand Theft Auto by far i love gta 4 uh the radio it's weird going back and playing them kyle because you know how like you go to the radio and it like tells you who the artist is yeah this doesn't yeah and like the cell phone's ass like it's just it's nico is the best protagonist boat yet oh not yet i'm close i'm close because i just met i just did a couple missions for playboy x so i know there's one coming up shortly uh I'm not looking forward to that, but the story of GTA 4, the way you can take it slow. I love GTA 4. I love GTA, but I love GTA 4. Kyle? Yeah. Sir? Yeah. What is your game of the year? Baldur's Gate 3. How did I not see that one coming? Tell us about Baldur's Gate 3. Someone who's never played it. It's the best game ever. Why? Best game ever. Because it's D&D in game form. And it has a penis slider. And you don't have to deal with an- people sometimes. You can just play with cool companions and a cool story. Is it multiplayer? Choices. It is multiplayer. No shit. But uh, it's just, it's the best game. Uh, it's so good. Just That's all I can say. It's just, it's so good. Is there a moment you'd like to share throughout your 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 your, your gameplay that stood I mean, with you? I think everything stood with me. Really? Yeah, because it was Mirax. So yeah, your D and D character. Yeah. Yeah. Every moment stuck. It's a beautiful experience. Yeah. My number one game, my game of the year, game of the year 2023 for me. And I have to be honest, this year was harder. I don't know why. I guess I just didn't have as much free time. Is Cult of the Lamb. Hmm. I love Cult of the Lamb. I don't like roguelikes, roguelites. Uh, I'm often the first person to say that I will not play an indie game. This is a game about cults. And it's in a 2D art style. I watched a streamer that I really enjoy play it. I wanted to pick it up. It got put physically on everything. And I pre-ordered it from a GameStop. They called me. I went in and picked up my copy. I haven't played it in a minute. 
but it's got fun gameplay. Not the best gameplay. You know, it's not like it's not like reinventing the wheel or anything, but it's a good time. The story is fine. It's it's the the base building mechanic is really fun. It's a game that I would play for 20 minutes before bed. It's a game that I would play for 4 hours at a time. It's a game that captured me. Is it a top 10 game in my opinion? No. Uh, not for my own personal list. Like, I'm not going to be sitting there on my deathbed going, And then you left the vault, and you met a giant man with a minigun, and his name was Fwax, and I loved him. His voice actor signed my copy of the game. And then my great-great-grandchildren will be like, Okay, Grandpa, can you die so we can have your 98 cents of inheritance money? But I, I, I really, really loved Cult of the Lamb. Cult of the Lamb is a cheap game that you could probably pick up hella cheap and play and play the hell out of it. It's got a great soundtrack. It's fun. It's goofy. It's silly. I, I enjoyed it. Kyle, is there anything you'd like to say before we send, we, we do what we always do and send off the year uh, with its goodbye letter? Not really. I think no? you're good to go. Yeah. You want to admit that you ate those cookies i didn't so no nope. say it no, no, I'm not say it i got nope. you here i got you on recording uh-huh. just say that you ate them then do it just say it then do it Kyle, you sent me the recipe you have no evidence i got your I got, only witness is dead what are you talking about what are you talking about sergeant he died Kyle, i didn't know he died no one told me he died who told you did bentley tell you no you told me I know, don't, don't gaslight me. I didn't tell you this. I, I would have told you. I would have called you if I knew. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm me. All right, you prick. Mm-hmm. Let, let me get the letter. Hold on. <laughs> hey, Kyle. Yeah. You know what, Cap? Since you're here, let's read off Cap's uh, top five of the year. Real quick. Uh, I'm only asking you if you could read it, Kyle, because I don't have my screen in front of me. It's about 10 feet from me, and I can't open up my phone to look at it. Could you read off Cap's real quick, if you don't mind? Uh, yes, I can. Uh, okay, so we from Cap's we have number five, Lethal Company, a lovely indie game that gets plenty of spooks that I'm not too great at, but still such fun. I've been watching a lot of streamers play it. It looks like yeah, a good time. A lot that. Yeah, it looks like a fun um, phasmophobia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number four, we got Graveyard Keeper. Stardew Valley, but make it medieval. And, well, you take the role of a Graveyard Keeper. Cool. I've seen that. Dredge, which I've also heard of. I think you talked to me about this. Yeah, too. I have a friend who uh, very much was into Dredge. They accidentally saw what the ending was and stopped playing. But Dredge is a game that I could see myself really getting into. Uh, God of War Ragnarok, that came out this year. No, that came out last year. It came out last year? Yeah, because I got that for my brother for Christmas last well, year. Well, it's going to count for it. Not a lot of stuff came out this year. Well, a ton of stuff came out this year. But the yeah, the list has never the list has never been yeah. what came out this yeah. year. It's just whatever you played. That's which true. Which I yeah, like I keep forgetting about that. What's that? I keep forgetting about that. The, what? That it, it's, it's all time? It's whatever you're playing that you really like this year. Did everything you talk about come out this year? Mine did, but that's all I played this year. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Sorry, go on. Uh, and then we got Baldur's Gate 3. It's number one, which I said it perfectly. Sto- that's what Love story, said. love the visuals. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing cool. that with us, Cap. Yeah. I appreciate that. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep up with the tradition that I've been doing for the past few years, and I would like to say goodbye to this year with a little letter, an open letter, an open goodbye to the year of 2023. I've I've titled this just goodbye 2023, an open letter. 2023. I can't say that I liked you all that much. It feels as if I'm seeing a pattern with these years the older I get. If this year had any sort of a motif, I would say the running themes would be that of running through sand. For every step, it gets harder and more work, no matter how much work you put into it. No matter the advancements you are making, you are always at pH 7, base level. Start working more, rent goes up. Start exercising more, supplements and healthier options cost double what you would usually get. A basic trip to Costco for six items cost $160. And that's just me. The world's on fire. We're going to run out of clean drinking water. The planet is hotter than ever. Food deserts are at an all-time dry. The Middle East. Just the Middle East. Do I have to say much more about it? I'm constantly in fear that because of my location being so close to NORAD that I am going to be inside of the vaporization zone or even worse, just outside of it. All of this said, the past two months, December, November, I have felt more hopeful than ever. I have seen so much good in such a short amount of time. In so many small ways, I've seen, I have seen so much less hate than I saw last year. Actually, let me rephrase that a little bit. I feel like I've seen so much less hate than I did last year. The U.S., the United States of South still hates anything that isn't white, male, straight, rich, anything that isn't cocaine Aryan, and women have less choices about their bodies than ever before with triple the hatred. And yet, the future doesn't seem as bleak. Harlan Ellison once said, and I'm paraphrasing this, I looked for the direct quote and I just couldn't find it, even the most bleak apocalypse is hopeful as long as one person is trying to keep mankind going. As sad as this may sound, I think that at 27 it finally clicked. If you help others, if you hope for others, if you love others, that alone will make you see the good in the world. A little bit of a mini story time for you. I grew up Catholic. Not so much nowadays, but I never fully understood God. Never really got Jesus either. Like the character, the fan base always put me off. I never understood what it was meant to be physically. And, and in the winter of 2019, I found it. I found what I believe God to be in the stillness of a stuffy Pennsylvania apartment with two people that, at the time, were very close to me. And shortly after I realized it was, I started to share and tell people about the experience that I had. And the two people involved, our relationship shortly after this, had crumbled. Was that my penance, I would ask myself? Was that my penance for looking into the face of God and living to tell the tale? I actually wrote a song about this entire ordeal. So why did I tell you this? Because it happened again, and I don't know why or how it was triggered. Now, not to look into the face of God again and tell the tale, but it happened. And I think that's important. I wanted to make sure that it was documented, the stillness, the warmness, the peace, that it happened again. I know it seems like it's, I shouldn't share this with you, but I just wanted to have it documented. And maybe I could sow a little seed of hope somewhere for you, whether you believe in something or not. That maybe good things can happen, especially when you least expect it, no matter how yesterday was for you. 
I got to do some really cool stuff this year. I went to a bunch of shows at local venues. I got to go on a real-ass vacation to Florida. I went to Ohio for the Gathering of the Juggalos, a thing that I never thought I would ever do because of my own biases, because of my own small-mindedness, because I just didn't think I would get along with the people there. I don't identify as a juggalo myself or anything like that, but people I care about do and boy oh boy was it a time getting to see other people's cultures habits traditions methods and ways of throwing fago soda i have tons of footage from the gathering and i just need time to sit down and mess with it as a kid who grew up on hip-hop it meant a lot to me to go to the show i got to see the sugar hill gang who are the creators of the first commercially successful hip-hop song and Arrested Development, a band that I found when I was in high school and felt like it was a band that only I knew of in my small, white-bred town. ICP put together The Gathering 23-some-odd years ago, and I think without them, we don't have Rolling Loud. We don't have Camp Flogna. We don't have a lot of hip-hop festivals. I think gratitude and pride are the words that come to mind most when I think of the year retrospectively. I'm grateful for what I have, and what I have is such good people in my life. I'm so proud that I get to have these good people in my life. I'm proud of myself and my brother. I'm proud of my mom. I'm proud of Kyle and just about everyone else that I care about and that I love for various reasons. Sometimes being alive is cool. Sometimes fighting through it is worth it. I made it another year. And that's a feat that not everybody gets to accomplish. And I'd like to leave you with a question. Do you want to bitch and moan and curse and whine and piss and argue and complain about everything just because of the work? Or do you want to fall in love with the work? Do you want to embrace it? Thank you for joining us on this episode. This has been Atomic Radio Hour. This has also been 2023. I'll see you guys next week. I love you very much. If you like the intro song, it's by the one and only Shane Ivers. In the description is a link to his stuff. There's also a link to the Patreon. If you'd like to get to see this episode recorded live and share your thoughts and opinions like how Cap became a part of the show and said his top five games of the year, you are more than welcome to check out the Patreon. There's a bunch of tiers there. You can change them whenever you want. I'd appreciate you if you check it out or just share the show with someone that you know and you care about. There's links in the description to my Twitter, to the show's Twitter, and Kyle's Twitter, as, long as, the, as well as the Redbubble. Thank you for being here. I love you guys very, very much. I hope your year was good. I hope 2024 looks like it's on the up and up for you. We eating good all December, boys, and hopefully for the rest of our lives. I love you guys. I'll be seeing you. Bye, Kyle. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. This has been a production made by your friends at Goldman Entertainment.